teaching emus to fly since 2005. You're listening to the MEP Report. Left my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. And I'm not welcome in New York. But I must stop back in Omaha. Where the fans they always crying out for. In that case, welcome to Member Report number one of the team in my family. June 2nd, 2009, after I was chastised by story for not opening up, I was like, we're going to fire it up tonight. So, what's going on, everyone out there? Like it. Yep. What's going on? We have the whole crew tonight. Uh, Russ and Clea and Story and uh, Greg are all with you for some listening goodness over the next hour. So uh, it's true. This is back-to-back shows. I just want to note it. This is back-to-back shows. <laughs> you guys are going to have to start like paying me full-time salary again. Yeah, right. for your, oh, your two-month lag between shows. Because that... <laughs> <laughs> that's so different than everybody else's. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys are recording oh, lots of shows. We, we all dock our own pay, of course. That goes without saying. We get I so have no problem when you're... paying him the same amount that we paid him. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You know what? I think we should even add a multiple to it. So I think that we should multiply what we paid him before. Right, by zero. By zero. And then I think that's Welcome good. Welcome to the net revenue stream, Mr. Clayton. <laughs> all the time with people. Now that I've quit, uh, I'm eligible to be rehired as a consultant at half the hours and twice the pay. So I'm very excited about. That's basically what everybody does. That's happened, you know, five, six times. That was like my dream at Boing Boing. I always wanted to quit and say, okay, well now will you hire me back as a consultant, and I don't really have to go into work. I'll just give you all the ideas that I used to give you for free. Exactly. Yeah, sounds great, Russ. In much less of the time. This is really more, you know, you to go back to the money thing, this is really more of the MEP report revenue brook at the moment or, you know, trickling, uh, you know, rivulet than it is a MEP report revenue stream. So I, I'd want to just... I think a brook might be stronger than a stream. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Well, it depends on the name of the brook. Like there was a roaring, brook. there was a roaring brook near my town. So that would have been fine. But yeah, like... Sure. I don't know though. Yeah. I, I always thought it was like brook, stream, river, and then... Ocean, right? Like, isn't so where the... do they rank on the tributary scale of power? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Tributary. No, the, I, the I mean, I think tributary. it's like break in the woods and then trickle and then, like, stream, brook, babbling brook. <laughs> so, um, so that's a separate category. Prime babbler. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just pulling this out of. Yeah, I think really only area where you guys are disagreeing is the order of stream and brook and. Really, that's what it comes down to. You know, yeah. and that's just another war of the roses. I don't think we should go there. <laughs> roses or flowers, ro- daffodils. Um, like, weren't like three people the... killed in Ireland over that over yeah. the weekend? Oh no! Totally. Over the yeah. weekend, I know. Like it's still going on. That's <laughs> uh, true. That's pretty funny. Well, soon the Catholics will outnumber the Protestants, and everyone will agree that brook is bigger than a stream. Right, except on certain uh, holidays. Like right. I wouldn't be around Orange Day when uh, when that discussion comes up. Right. Is that an actual holiday? 
Yeah, in uh, Ireland. It's yeah, a, I don't. You, it's called you've Orange. Heard that debate case. Come on. I think it's Orange, orange day. day. Isn't it Orange Day or so, is it Orange? Let me let me check and see. It's a freaking Orange Day case about whether or not they should parade through the city. Right. Whether they should parade through they Dublin. Parade the city? Well, because it it was um it, I believe it was to honor William of Orange who had been killed and it was basically I believe a Protestant parade going through a heavily Catholic portion of Dublin, which is you know as you know not the best idea. Um, so that was kind of the the beginning of it. Let me see. Be like a Columbus Day parade in Latin America or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, in, on a Native American. Uh... I think it's called the Orange Day Parade, I believe. But let me see if that's right. Gay Pride in Little Rock, things like that. <laughs> Out really well. Parades, good parades coming to you soon. The map report parade on the Emu Glen farm. Yeah. Not a good idea. That would Commemorates the, uh, Prince William of Orange's victory over King James II at the Battle of the Boyne in 1690. Battle, Battle of the Boyne? Battle of the Boyne, B O I N E. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> and it's held annually by members of the Orange Order. Um, so that's the that's the deal with that. Uh, Orange walks have faced opposition throughout the history of the Orange Order from Catholics and nationalists who feel that the parades are sectarian and triumphalist, and moreover that they reflect a babbling brook and not just a stream. Only in Europe would anyone ever be accused of being triumphalist. That is, it's <laughs> not a value here. It's like well, sure, you you're sectarian. Happy about it? Yes, welcome to America. Sure, and <laughs> you're a sectarian triumphalist bastard. Yeah, exactly. Well, also only in Europe would they call things like, during the Troubles, many marchers were verbally abused. Do you know that the Troubles referred to ethno-political conflict in Northern Ireland? Like, basically, the Troubles are the entire conflict in Northern Ireland. Like, they're like, what do we call this? Let's just call it the Troubles. You know, where we bomb people and people kill each other, and, you know, it's one of the biggest, uh, you know, back-and-forth religious conflicts. that lasted 100 years in Europe. Do you think some freaking <laughs> the Troubles, troubles well, make the radar in, screen? In fairness. All Catholics and Protestants are having a little argument. A couple of people died. In, in fairness, they, even In fairness, they claim the Troubles is only from the late 1960s until the Belfast Agreement in 1998. But still... Exactly. 30 years. 30 freaking exactly. years. That's nothing. <laughs> exactly. Fight a war for 100 years, go out, come back when you're 135 and talk exactly. to me. And tell me tell me about, you know, yeah, blanks just, of violent conflict. It's just come you on. as an American, Greg, not realizing the, the, the vastness of their history, you know. Me as 30, an American. 30 years, 30 exactly. years I didn't is just name a blink in time. I didn't name it the Troubles. They're, they're freaking... No, what I'm saying, Greg, is for them it's just a mini trouble because it's just a blink in time oh, for an American. 30 I years, see, oh my I God, see. that's like half our history. I see, I see, yes, I see. So this is just sort of like a... So they, so it's sort of like, you know, it's like a it's like a brook of trouble and not, okay, let's I, say, I, a river I, of I, trouble. I, I, I think I'm going to ride this to the deck. I, the whole I, show, I know, I'm going to be using know, tributary... Honey. And uh, the tributaries, honey. that's what they should call it, the okay. tributaries. I want you to take a deep breath. That would have done it. <laughs> Guys, I think we're forming sort of a delta of incongruity <laughs> yeah. here. So if we could Russ is right with me on this. Oh, we'll no. be providing such things the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. We actually, there was a guy, um, we saw yesterday a show that I'm reviewing for Curtain Up of a modern version of Henry V. Um, and this one guy sounded to me like it sort of reminded me of our discussion a few weeks ago about how whenever I try to go into some kind of Scottish accent, it falls roughly into oh like Indian. God, he, was totally he was doing the, the same thing. He was becoming was like Indian totally accent guy. And so far, Mr. Speaker, I believe that you did. Therefore, King Henry, well, I will, you when know. When he did the R's, it would get <laughs> Scottish. And then the rest of the time, it'd be like this weird amalgam. It was so true. Yep. And then, I don't know if you noticed this too, Greg, the guy that was doing uh, the French accent would go from French to like 
Jamaican and that's, back and forth. That's true. He did do that. He was totally French Jamaican. And so Jamaican. we agree with you that we will take the, you know, because we want the, oh, man. And then he started doing He did say, oh, man. He did say, oh, man. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's me. true. Day. How you can accuse yeah. us, is it? Yeah, that's exactly What's more what into the breach, dear friends? <laughs> Deo. <laughs> That's you exactly what they did. <laughs> That's pretty modern, all right. They hold their manhoods yeah. cheap. I left a girl in sun and down. Oh. That's exactly what they did. It was a very modern interpretation. But anyway, yeah, so that was interesting. The problem is, you'll see if you read my review at curtainup.com. Um, Damn! It's <laughs> very nice. What the problem was that they, I think she, the director was trying to be very, I think she was trying to be edgy, and she was trying, she said that she got the idea for doing this interpretation from 9-11, because it reminded her of militarism or everything. But if you get the idea in 9-11, it's probably not a good idea in 2009, after the president who's replaced the last one is in office to be like see this is just like because everything was sort of like remember when this was terrible because this guy was doing this and the stuff she was talking about much more referred to bush than it did obama at least right now it does and so it was this very kind of weird you know like i want to be true to the text but i don't really but it, so the whole the whole thing was kind of odd i found but well, I don't think it was odd. It was just simply the fact that it kind of seemed like she had gotten inspired by 9-11. And that it took her eight years to express the inspiration. Comparing uh, Henry V to George Bush Jr., which I think would have been That's fine. really quite um, interesting. Because usually, I mean, the history is that everyone loved Henry V. And it the was, French didn't, but... Yeah. I, I, I could totally see how to interpret it such that actually it was just a PR, right? They didn't actually like him because... Really, what did he do? He created this war for nothing because his father told him so, and all these people died. And then when Henry VI came into office, they lost France anyway, so it was all for naught. Yeah. It totally could be a connection to George Bush, but unfortunately, either funding, it took her too long, whatever, comes out in 2009, it's not – relevant anymore yep it's so like I a think time she sensitive show and then said oh wait it's kind of like obama and then since that doesn't make any sense she's like it's kind of like obama if then she kind he of were george bush backed off a little bit from some of the adaptations that she was doing right. and so it made it a little inconsistent right but i think it would have been kind of cool um you know, if back in, you know, 2003 had come out and she was making illusions of Henry V and totally doing it different, right? No, yep. People wouldn't have been inspired by the once more into the breach speech. They would have gone, you you know, you're a war. What was that crap? Why are you having us do this? This is useless. You know, and you're sending us in with, with no um, vests. You, you know. just put a banner like they had above Bush with mission accomplished, but you just put once more into the breach. Yeah. You know, and put oh, it right above there. Good, oh, that would have been good, Greg. That would have been good. Thank you very much. Be pretty cool. yeah. 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 This, this this is sort of what happens when artists don't update their material frequently enough and they find themselves making Bob Dole jokes on stage <laughs> exactly. like in the modern day. Oh my God. That, there is a comedian that Clea knows who's exactly oh like that. And he's God. like, you know who's something? And then he makes some comment about like Tony Danza. I'm like, dude, oh Tony God. Danza is not going to be, not going to have that edgy, oh, he made a, he snapped. Look what he said about a guy.
guy who's had no career for five years. Like, well, yeah. I mean, Alyssa Milano is like 50 years old. Like, Tony Danza played her dad. Oh, He's God. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's really strong about I one of the hottest women on the planet. Yeah, so I'm, yes. I'm a little troubled. Who plays fantasy baseball, so I give her exactly. a pass. And there you go. And that's one of the reasons. And speaking of comedian, I just want to very quickly say maybe we can get some uh, cross-promotion going on that Clea's comedian friend, Sarah Benacasa, has a series, uh, has been on Sirius Radio and others, and has a series of YouTube videos called Getting Wet with Sarah Benacasa. Yeah, and she before your people oh in a tub, let, let, please she, inter- she interviews people in a tub, and actually, you might have heard of her because she got famous doing her Sarah Palin impressions. Right. So she interviews people in a tub, and how does this sound familiar? Here's to why me. this is important. She interviews people that you've heard of, like Margaret Cho. She's going to be interviewing Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer. I don't know how this is going to happen. I've met Neil Gaiman. He's a very nice guy. He doesn't strike uh-huh. me as this kind of a person. But if he does, I will gain even more respect than I currently have for Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer. And her, so we'll see how that I know, works. I know out. why this sounds familiar yeah. now. There's a famous YouTube series known as Two Hot Girls in the Shower, which is basically an interview piece with two actresses who pretend to be naked in the shower because that is, you know, the best way to immediately draw in viewers who don't care about what you're saying. <laughs> so I that see, made okay. this, and this is clearly based on that phenomenon. But she's that fully we have clothed the in the top. Hot girl interviewer in the bath. When did when did that come out? <laughs> Um, let's see. Most of these are about a year ago, it looks oh, like. No, she's been doing this, she's years, been doing this for like three, ago. four years. Yeah, she's been doing it for longer than oh, that. Yeah. 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 Maybe Hot Girls in the Shower. She's been doing it for longer than her. we've had running water, all right? For longer than <laughs> Europeans have trouble. She had basins filling up her bath. Screw that. <laughs> With the rivulets of water trickling water. from the shower God head. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you say brook water. <laughs> brook water. <laughs> <laughs> rivulet water. Rivulet water, you sure bastard. Brooks and streams before there were any tubs. There will be a dead body <laughs> Did it in the, the Ganges. <laughs> Beginning of human civilization. Uh, Interviewing so anyway, Tandra Good Cho. job to Sarah, and hopefully Sarah can, you know, stop by the MEP report and get some of her traffic. And, you know, Neil Gay, I mean, give us some of her traffic. Interview you in the tub, Greg? No. Did I just hear you commit no, to that? No, I wouldn't I say that. So. Unless I get to hang out with Neil Gaiman and he's like, wow, I'll mention you on my blog and your book, because well, that would be nice. She does- I'm sorry, did you just go on record as saying you want to be in the tub with Neil Gaiman, I want to just Only if he promotes straight. my book. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, will exchange tub favors. I did, well, why tub favors? Being in the tub is not the same thing as tub favors. Well, you... <laughs> How big is your this tub, is, Greg? This is, a New York, that's a good point. this is a New York City tub. There's that's a no good way point. you're not so touching not him happen. somewhere when you're in the tub. Oh, uh, maybe I could just have my foot. Come maybe on. I could just put my foot in and be standing half in and half out of the tub. No. That could work. Where's the equipment go in this scenario? That's what I'm. She she has <laughs> this is not safe. She has a microphone and someone else is videotaping and and they're always they're usually wearing bathing suits, and uh, she it's all very sudsy, and very sudsy. And it's it's just kind of like a kind of a crappy New York City uh, apartment bathroom. It's it's and it, it's Sarah Sarah's. Uh, She's very off the cuff. She comes off very off the cuff. And Which you need to if you're going to interview famous people in a tub, I think. Yeah, there are no cuffs. You don't have any cuffs. And it's and it's <laughs> and they're and they're short, so they're in it, and she's she she edits edits them very jerkily, and I, I like it. It kind of flips from one thing to the next. And it's, but how does she get people to do that? How did she get Margaret Cho to just things. chill in her tub? She does other things. I know. She but does other geez. things that she she's uh she's been she did the MTV vote thing where she went out and. She was. She worked for METV. Was it Rock the Vote or Vote or Die? That's an important. I think distinction. it might have been Vote or Die. I don't I think, think it was, was Rock the die. Vote. Yeah, I don't think it was Rock um, the Vote. Where she went out and interviewed people in in a tub. And then she did this other thing with Neil Gaiman around 
it was a specific well, political she, thing that he – Yeah, she interviewed him at Comic-Con and I right. think it had to do with when this guy was being brought up on charges because he had sold a comic book to a minor that he shouldn't have or something right. stupid. And they decided that in South Carolina, I think right. it was, that they were going to make a big thing of him. And they'd spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and they basically defeated it and I hope got the guy out of office too That's because exactly, please. So I think um, she met him through that and then – you know. Gaiman is so big now that if on Twitter he does this all the time, he'll sometimes be like, "Hey, go check out this site," and then two seconds later he'll be like, "Oh my God, wait, don't do that all at the same time again," because he has so many followers that the minute he does that, like the site crashes. Like if if Gaiman, I guarantee, if Gaiman was like, uh, "Go check out the Mep Report," the site would crash, you know, which would be nice in a way, but <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's just that kind of he's got that kind of influence. You know, we could arrange that, Greg. We could just crash the site without, on our without own. people. <laughs> we don't have to get Neil Gaiman to do it. This is something that. It makes you so happy. Crash your own site. We have a veritable ocean of visitors no. coming to. I'll just put in some impossible code. Where it's like one plus yeah, one exactly. equals three. No. Oh my god. Now the idea is that all these people go to the site and then go, oh my god, this site's so popular, it's crashed. I'll go back again and when it's free. I'm going to tell everyone about it and buy all their stuff. And right. what can they do? I'm going to buy. You're going to say, go to the site that's down. Do it I'm now. I'm going to send all my PayPal <laughs> so money to Story, four, Russ, four. Greg, and Clea, and I'm going to buy Greg's book five hundred thousand times. Yeah, that's what we want. Craig, you keep bringing up this topic. I can't quite put my finger on what it revolves around. But it seems familiar. <laughs> you know, you might the have heard that I have a book coming out. idea that comes up. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that's not yeah. it. Oh, wait. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> hey, man, look. <laughs> you know, exactly. the, the promotional stuff has been interesting because... That's because that's what his life revolves around right now. No, that's not... Honey, that is not true. I, my life does not revolve around it, but, you know... He also has a Neil Gaiman obsession, no. okay? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the truth is that a lot of people think that my life should revolve yeah. more or even more around promotion than it does, but, you know, like... I've sent out – I'm sending out postcards and I'm setting up readings and that's basically been it. And dropping the name on the MEP report, but I think that's okay. And, of course, the tub favors Craigslist listing. <laughs> now, which has somehow become a Craigslist listing. That's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> if your name is Neil Gaiman or if you vaguely look like him and want to say you like my book, then, like, that's the new ad supposedly on Craigslist. Oh, my God. Craigslist, you know, sued the um, the Attorney General, I think, again, of South Carolina. What's wrong with South Carolina? The Attorney General of South Carolina. Um, That's where, isn't that where, isn't that where Jeff's, Jeff's moving, or is it North Carolina? No, he's moving to North Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, but the Attorney General uh, wanted to basically put it on the books that if anything ever related to Craigslist, like you guys heard about the Craigslist murderer, that guy in Boston who supposedly committed these serial killers uh. through women that he found on Craigslist. And so they said, you know, it, the South Carolina guy was like, if there's anything like that that ever gets prosecuted, his in his state he has like a i don't know how you could do this like a standing order or something that the craigslist guy would be prosecuted so the craigslist guy launched this preemptive lawsuit and was basically like no you can't do that and sued him and then the then the attorney general was like well the fact that they're even taking my threat seriously shows that we've you've been successful i'm like so are you more or less just saying that you were just idly threatening him for no reason like is that what you basically said and then oh hey how about that he actually took it seriously awesome i win like is that what he basically said like has anyone ever threatened to, like, shut down the phone book because random exactly. murders happen, like, in cities? And, exactly. you know, it's like, well, we've got this directory with people's names and addresses in it. That's doesn't dangerous. Kill people. people kill people. The internet! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It I is mean, the I place agree, of evil. I agree and I disagree because in, in Craigslist, you can – there is a bit of trust within that community, right? I mean, if I – we sold a table on Craigslist – and which seemed all quite normal until the guy showed up. Wait, on the internet? 
Oh my god! <laughs> right, and and it seemed all quite fine live there. until the guy until the guy showed up with his van in front of our house, unmarked van. And suddenly we kind of felt a little bit awkward about the fact that this guy was going to kind of know where we live and yep. see what we have. So we brought the table outside so he wouldn't come into our apartment. And, and then when he asked for a copy of our keys, we really got a little worried. And I was just kind of like, you know, I don't – so I'm like, sorry. okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then he asked for an invite into the tub and that was really uh, I was like, wait a minute. He promised to like the book. Well, I understand what Clea means though. There is, really that, there is that thing that Craigslist – I mean, look, if you didn't know Craigslist was Craigslist, wouldn't – if someone just sort of randomly you know, directed you to the site wouldn't you think it was the scammiest of scam sites ever i mean it i mean it looks like a busted scam site it looks like a nigerian email scam if you just go to the website because it has okay. no graphics i mean at some point i didn't know about craigslist and at some point i then learned about it and i clearly didn't think that well, so you I didn't just stumble on it website. and someone said oh there's this cool site that does this they didn't say hello friend i am nigerian leader i mean like you know well, yes a spammer did not introduce it to me therefore i did not think right. it was a spammer right because it, it looks I mean, like, I mean, no graphics and, you know. Speaking of someone whose entire furnishing in his apartment comes from Craigslist, I'm, I'm still sketched out by Craigslist. Like, to be perfectly fair, like, I've interacted with uh, maybe a couple dozen people from that site. And I wouldn't touch the personal ads with a 10-foot pole. To be fair, you also of... bought speakers from people on a white van, and you've also yeah. suggested right. that you would... Maybe my standards are a little you bit You wanted to bring somebody <laughs> into your apartment who would cook and clean for you in exchange for being able to stay in your place via Craigslist. These are things that occur. I'm what we call a deal hound, Greg. I look for deals, and that's my primary value in these things. Less the um... manufacturer than the ultimate exchange rate so well that's the best place to find guys that want you to come in to be a dominatrix and they'll come and like totally like clean up your apartment all you have to do is just stand there like in an outfit and tell them what to do yeah this seems like a pretty cushy job for women who are willing to do this like seriously they dress up in an outfit and then they're like hello stranger now you're going to clean my apartment and then and then they pay the woman money at the end of this transaction yeah. it's really amazing Clea, why do you say that's the best place to find why why would you um because that's what know. i've heard from people shopped around you know yeah from from people that that, that told me that do this <laughs> the dominatrix crowd <laughs> Uh, oh, that's but wait, you know, we should be able to take advantage of this. Why can't we do a MEP list? If you can have a Craigslist, why can't you do a MEP list, but you just make it, like, for a community of MEP people that want specific MEP things? Like, clearly, no, we must have we, that. We're liable. No, we're not liable. We yes, just – how yes, can we be liable? Yes, we have, like – how many lawyers America do we know? We know so everyone. many lawyers. We yep. know lawyers <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere we have is lawyers. Not really. Everyone's leading <laughs> the law, Greg. Well, that doesn't mean they forget how to do it. I mean, well, you know, they leave the law. They're not practicing. I'm not talking about somebody like Russ who, you know, just kind of Practice put, his, makes put his finger in for two seconds. I'm talking about real lawyers, you know what I mean? Like actual put lawyers. my finger in what? That didn't sound <laughs> that very was really uh, cut, yeah. In the law tub. Yeah. <laughs> you went to the law tub. And, but yeah. Yeah, there's like a, a, a wall of sludge known as law school. And I'm like, I don't like the looks of that at all. <laughs> just put your finger in. It'll be fine. See what it feels yeah. like. I think a toe might be better. Maybe a toe. Yeah. a finger. Suggest not doing slightly that. more appropriate. I actually learned today of uh, there's a new thing. I, apparently, they just sequenced, they finished sequencing about three, four years ago, the canine genome. I was not aware that this was a project. It didn't get quite the human genome interest, apparently, but they have sequenced the canine genome. And apparently, they have these these test kits where you can test your dog's DNA to find out what breed he or she is. And you you do this by, you t go to Petco. How to properly euthanize them.
No, you know, you go there because, and mostly it's because people are curious. But the thing is that apparently a lot of the sort of results they've gotten have not been satisfactory to people because what you do is you go and you get this kit, which costs like 50, 60 bucks. And then you take a cheek swab. So you basically just put a little thing on the side of their mouth and then you take it and you put it in this tube and you send it to the lab. And then they send you back a list of what the results are. But because so many dogs are so mixed, like even the sort of so-called pure breeds have mixes in the back, basically these tests come back with something that's totally incoherent. So they have things like aspects of poodle, Labrador retriever, and apparently like the average is like six dogs are listed. Like your dog could be Beagle and Golden Retriever and Poodle and Chihuahua and St. Bernard and Portuguese Water Dog, and, you know. I can see that. And so like at a certain point, it's sort of like, what use is this? Like when they say your dog is a very complex dog and they're like, I know it's a mutt. That's why I turn to you and science <laughs> to yeah. try to resolve this problem. I could see that um, they didn't really foresee that. Yeah. Yeah. But if they did this with human beings, we could like end all wars in 30 days. Like this is all you need. Yeah. If you actually just had this as a project, and everybody would be like, "I have what in me? No. I'm who?" People wouldn't believe what? it. I have 37 different things. No, then they don't believe it. Would it. Be they over. don't believe it. They'd feel really no, no, depressed, no, though. You, no, no, no. You know this whole thing. If they just, they just look at science and they just turn the, you turn the other cheek. And no, they, they'd say it's science. Kill it. That's what they'd actually say. I mean, because because it's like <laughs> it was it wasn't it like when we were in high school. That they had discovered genetically that we all dated back to some like African chick, and it was just mm -hmm. like this big. I remember that one Africa. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that we were all descended from this one. They were like this, the real Eve right, or something. Exactly. This Her one name was African Uno. Woman. Yeah, I totally remember this. So I mean, uh, they'll just you know just not believe it. I don't know though. If if there's enough sort of you know. No, but but Clea, there hasn't been a single war or killing after that, so that proves my point. That's a good point. So, uh, once they announced that thing about the African chick, it was all that's over. Right. Since that time. That's true. Well, no, that's not a true story. Yeah. As you know, wars have happened, but it's only wars between people who know literally nothing at all about anything. So that's why they never got right. the information because they had no exposure to anything at all ever. <laughs> I'm serious, though. I mean, if you got a report back that had, you know, 12 to 17 different ethnicities, and not you necessarily, because you're not, like, you know, the average nationalistic whatever. I'd stop but, going you know, killing people, certainly, people. <laughs> over their racial <laughs> yeah, heritage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would totally stop all that. That'd be great. No, but really, it would make people really consider themselves or commit suicide. I think I would continue to maim, though. <laughs> I would continue to maim. <laughs> Okay, but that's fine. Okay. Frankly, if we go to an all-maimed society okay. and just stop killing, okay. that's a big improvement. Okay. That's right. a big step forward. I'm willing society. to live with that improvement. All-maimed, all, maim, all oh, the time. No kill. Really? I never would have expected you to I mean, accept that level of prayer. I mean, not like everybody maimed at all times, but it, it you must it's an improvement. It's be not a like citizen a goal, of Stories Country. But it's better. <laughs> this is better than me and Neil Gaiman in a tub. In right this direction. is Stories Society. Everyone maims everyone I, I, all the time. Do... Okay, but wait. I think to balance this fairly, like you have to say that not all killings will be maimings, but some normal injuries will have to be upgraded to maimings at the same time to even it oh, out. Oh, that makes it tough. Do you still accept it then? Ooh, if, like, I think so. I think I do. It's the, cool. The, Close, but I think I do. I think wait, wait, wait. When maiming becomes the mode, the you mode know, the of most commonly cropped the up injury is a so maiming. maiming. Like if it, if maiming unfortunately involves the side effect of cutting off someone's head, then that's cool because it was an attempt to maim. No, right? no, no. Is that the idea? No, so, no. so no. that's reduce and so also maiming is the mean mode. I think. And yeah. yeah, maiming becomes the mode. Then do you accept it? <laughs> 
<laughs> we're waiting for Star to answer. Greg, Greg's like, brain just got named. Know, like, Greg, can no, no, Greg is no longer No, I was you. waiting for Story. To, I, I, I thought Story was sort of contemplating it. Like, that's an interesting point. Let no, me consider no, no. that. I, I, had, I had ended up saying, saying, yeah, improvement. I mean, am I advocating this? Not necessarily. Would it be an improvement? Objectively, yes. It's better. Right, I see. So do what you want with that. It's, t- it's difficult, yeah. though, because we'd have uh, fewer deaths, but more people that need, like, health care. And reconstructive surgery, yeah. which would in turn make it's them more, more compassionate. It's a lot more expensive. And still be alive. It is a more yeah. expensive future, though. Story. It might make them more bitter, too. It might inspire us I mean, to change. Sure. Might... Nuclear holocaust provides the cheapest possible future. Yeah. So if we want to go in that direction, no, that you know. just that takes a lot <laughs> of money to clean up. But but it might inspire people to you know fix the healthcare system. So maybe it has that. I'm a little That's fuzzy. I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on the word. Is this something that can be rehabbed from? Like what what do you picture oh, yeah. as your oh, sure. everyday maiming? Oh, uh, if someone cuts yeah, an arm off, you get a prosthetic no, arm. No, Greg, Greg, would you stop with the cutting things off? You talk about maiming. If no, I maim no, you by maybe. cutting off your arm, no, prosthetic no. arm. Yeah, give me a few examples of a maiming as opposed to okay, a normal I cut wounding. Your, I cut your face. Just a flesh wound. So having a mangled face is a maiming. Yes. Yeah, for Does sure. Does that have to impinge on functionality, or just because you've now been uglied by this this wound that you've been made? Well, there's they, they've, they've started to make <laughs> movements. They started to make movements around reconstructive surgery of you know replacing people's faces and stuff like they that. They can transplant faces. There was sure. a face transplant just the other day. And yep. maiming it. So, so are you saying that maiming is uh, implies facial wound? No, no, no. Not you at get, all. You know, you just asked for an example. example. So I get well, another example is cutting someone's arm off, though. And no, you, Greg, let's pretend that Russ doesn't understand that this is word. A maiming, you know, someone who's maimed can also have okay, their arm cut off. We got it. I mean, but I mean, you seem to be unwilling to consider the possibility well, of loss of limb. No, so, I, my wait, wait, issue is an amputee. Consider limb loss. No, wait a minute, Greg. A maimy. Is an amputee a maimy, or is that maimy? And what about I? Eisenhower's wife. Is that a Mamie? My, uh, very cute, my very issue cute. purely, Greg, was that all the examples you were giving was cutting something off. That was my issue. It, it's not possible that I was maybe considering the extreme version of this just in case well, we weren't aware. As opposed to, oh, you punched my maybe? nose. That's a Mamie. I think yeah. so, but that's what, just me. Well, I, I think that that's not only possible, that's highly probable and most likely. Is a circumcision a Mamie? Yeah. That's who you ask. Yeah, I think totally. so. What? Then we well, I'm a maim. Here we go. It says, yes. according to the free and dictionary. And aren't you better off than if you were killed? Much. I ask you. <laughs> so there you go. That is Boom. a minor maiming, my friend. <laughs> to maim is to injure or wound seriously and leave permanent disfiguration or mutilation, yeah. i.e., uh, uh, but I would like to point out one definition. Deprive of the use of a limb, especially a leg. Let me just point Especially out. a leg. <laughs> Oh my god. I lost my arm. Well, it's not a maiming per se, but it hurts. Maim implies the loss of or injury of a bodily member through violence. Thank you. There you go. Mutilate implies. Oh, that's mutilate. But anyway. That's just mangling. Is it mangling different from Mangle implies a tearing or crushing that leaves deep wounds. Mutilating implies the cutting or removal of an essential part or person or thing, thereby impairing its completeness, beauty, or function. And I've already talked about maiming. That sounds like mutilating is closer to maiming. You were at least mutilated, Russ. Oh my god, I was mutilated. Although so was and prob- possibly maimed. Although probably Story and, and uh, Greg were as well, since everyone, all guys in America practically have it done. It's not just a Jewish thing. 
No, but it's my tradition's fault. I blame it on my people. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, that's, that's fine. If you want to do that. Do you know what the, one of the definitions actually is? That maim actually means to commit the felony of mayhem upon. Yeah, I can see that. Huh. That's probably its origin. So mayhem. So what story is advocating is mayhem. Mayhem that's, for that's everybody. That's something else that I... Bring the mayhem. <laughs> there was a news story recently about somebody who was charged with mayhem. And I was like, well, what do you have to do to be charged with mayhem? Do you run around flailing your arms around talking about the sky is falling? Or do you have... Apparently to... just mayhem. Needless or will all damage or violence. That's what it is, yeah. Throw a yeah, chicken through a window? Does it have to be like a random oh, nature well, crime to make it's, mayhem? It's what he just it's said. Mayhem about. implies like randomness. It's not to the well, no, no, no. Area. It's just mayhem. No, no, no. It's what they just said. It's needless. It's needless. Uh, As opposed to necessary, right? Necessary violence. armed robbery. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with the that's the thing with the chicken. You know, said the sky is falling. You know, it's uh-huh. it's uh, mayhem until it was actually proven, and then you know. It okay. Was... Right, and then it's just good common sense. Right. So let me ask you a question. So. <laughs> If the million dollar this is a really old reference, I don't know why I'm using this. But if the million dollar man Tate DiBiase r- robbed a bank, would that be mayhem because he didn't need the money because it was needless? Only well, it did he send Virgil to do it or did he do it? He did it, and okay. he did it wearing his most expensive diamond studded title belt, mm. so that people would know that he had no use for the money. No, it's not mayhem; it's breaking the law. That's actually a good point. If you if you punch insanity. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point. If you if you punch a series of uber uber conservatives in the face, you could argue that wasn't needless. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe they really needed to have their faces okay, punched. But no, there's something here. Mayhem can't be insanity because mayhem is a crime, and you can get off from a crime by reason of insanity. Oh, so there has to be a continuum. Amazing. Wow. There's a continuum <laughs> of mayhem up until the point of insanity. See, so story's not even a lawyer, and he could argue this. We're all saying no, 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 no. That it was... is needless but sane is the definition of mayhem. Yeah, that was never a question. Um, I don't think you, you we want to draw broad streaping strokes that oh no not us means that you're crazy <laughs> so mayhem is feigning insanity by the same what no maybe no. <laughs> or needlessness you know i mean like no, no, lots no, no, of people no, no, do no. things that are needless but for a reason what about yeah. driving the reason is not something of need though i think we've lost is. the fact that violence is associated right, with right, this right, too right, right. wait 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 you guys this isn't just simply needless or willful damage or violence not right. willfully driving a hummer the new hummer mayhem brought to you by china by the way yeah i know i know i saw that would be funny if hummer came out with a mayhem it's actually and originally see all the words that these came from are much cooler. Like Middle English was Mahem, uh, Middle High German Maiden, Old Norse Metha. Wait, so Maiden? you're guilty of Maiden. A young girl Metha. who's unmarried? M E I D E N Maiden. I'm starting to understand our language more and more every day. Maiden, I think so, yeah. I think that that just finally answers the question that, you know, um, virginity is needless. I don't understand this term. I still don't understand the needless aspect of mayhem. Well, no, no, it's just like, one aspect of it. It's not it's... anyone can justify a crime, and once you justify it, it's no longer mayhem. Well, that's pretty much true. That normally, mayhem was isn't invented it? before the era of moral relativism. No, but I mean, what you're talking about, Russ, is not unique to this. I mean, like, if somebody, if if you kill someone and you argue that it was in self-defense, and someone says no, you didn't need to do that, then it becomes murder yeah. or manslaughter, right? Yeah. So we're always doing this. It's not just yeah. like mayhem is uniquely hard to get a grip on. Like, how do you? Pick Mayhem down. 
on? Is it a Hummer or is it violence? Like, I mean, I don't think we're well, in like, that situation. Well, like, if you kill someone and it makes you happy and you have no reason whatsoever to do it, I don't think you would be charged with mayhem. I think you would just be charged with first degree. No, it's needless. Needs and wants. There's a distinction exactly. between needs and wants. There's there something go. that somebody wanted to do, but they didn't need to do it. But have you ever heard of a murder charge and they just slap mayhem on? You know, prosecutors always do that sort of thing. They try to add as many charges as possible so they can get these huge draconian sentences regardless of how well they do sure. in the case. But you never Tax hear about mayhem added on to murder charges when it has to do with like a crime of passion, which is needless. Uh, yeah. yeah, for example, like I I'm agree. just I'm looking to see other examples of this. Like there's a site here called Food Mayhem in which it says a weblog making food a little less chaotic. <laughs> which I think is undercutting less chaotic. It should be making it more exactly, chaotic. Exactly. <laughs> you see outrageous. now we see the violence inherent in the system. You're exactly onto what I'm saying. Like what is the point of that? Instead they show a guy, they show these people who own a restaurant and the guy's got a tattoo of like bacon on his arm because he owns a restaurant. Oh like that's God. not that's not I'm sorry, that's like needless. No, 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 that's, that's needless. No, no, no. And it's violence. It's and he a, maimed himself. No, no, no. It's not a tattoo of bacon. It's a tattoo of a heart with the word bacon written on it. And, it's and, 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 and a fork, fork through the heart. Through this guy's weird. An eternal reminder of high cholesterol foods. It is. It would be much better if he tattooed an actual piece of bacon onto himself. Yeah, that would have been easy right. reference at all times. And an actual heart, for that matter. And an That's actual eye. Correct. And then lined it up. Eye, heart, bacon. Getting close to mutilation and mayhem, I think. They're famous recently because of what's-his-face, who's our mayor, Bloomberg. Because they're an example of a small business that has been able to survive because of supposedly Bloomberg's blah, 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 blah. So that's They're, what, in uh, fact, the one example. They are the small business <laughs> that has survived in America. <laughs> and that's why we're talking about them. And they have, like, and apparently their cupcakes are, like, the biggest thing. They have chocolate cake with salted caramel buttercream. Mm, nice. Well, anyway, the, so here's the point. The point is, the like, that is not mayhem. Okay? Like, I mean, the, the, they are... No, no, no. I, I think their point is that they're not creating food mayhem, that there is food mayhem, and that they are then bringing order uh, to the chaos. That makes a lot more sense. Thanks. Yes. Clear wins. That's like a prosecutor's vanity homepage being titled Murderers, Rapists, and Robbers. Exactly. Right. And then there's unsubheading, I prevent these things. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's a little confusing. <laughs> And I, they have actually a word here. They have, you know, different parts of the site. If you click on the word mayhem, which is on there, it says time to see something random, and then it returns a general protection fault, like something got screwed up. So I guess that oh. sort of definitionally is mayhem. Like the website was mayhem in that case. but You can have cheese on anything you please, says this one site. So anyway, yeah, mayhem I think is a little bit too fast and loose. I think that's the problem with this term. It's become, like much in the English language, far too weak. That. I think that's the issue. Everything is too weak. I'm more interested in the criminal charge because I still have no <laughs> I'm shocked context are, of why anyone would be charged with this or when or how. You can have or... a cup of pickle chips and a cup of ice, hot garlic sauce. <laughs> I love how Russ is like, and other things about criminal charge, and Clea's like, but meanwhile, you could also have if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to see. New York filtered water? You had to pay for New York filtered water? It's the best. Know. I'm looking for like um criminal I'm looking for like mayhem and criminal. Putting an end to a golden age of criminal mayhem. Criminal mayhem overwhelms police force. I mean 
Russ, I'm willing to grant you that it's it sounds like at least in its recent usage, it's just like a, a character assassination add-on, right? Like mm-hmm. if you hear someone's charged with mayhem, yeah. it's like then they sound criminally insane, and yet mayhem is definitionally sane. Because and so you used to call it's it just mischief, like a good way of vilifying your target for prosecution. I'll bet you anything. There's right. a short list of like five or six DAs who have mayhem in their repertoire, and like nobody else ever pulls it out. That's uh, a big guys. secret. Robbery right. and mayhem. 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 Oh, oh my mayhem God. again. I you like gotta mayhem. You're going to go crazy on the stand. It's like, you know, it's like Yale winning a tight case in a tournament. Like, some DAs just use mayhem because they know right. the mayhem. Well, better than well don't you think it's our... one of those blue laws, you know, like the one where they st- in Boston they still pull it out if, of like, if some people have a party, then they'll then they'll say that they were a whorehouse or something. Yeah, that they're violating a, some brothel law. <laughs> there's because a of like, blue, blue law where you can't it's have... It's illegal to have sex with your socks on in Massachusetts. No, uh, it's that you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to have more than seven women living in, in like one mm, house. Because you right. know what happens when you get seven women in a house. Mayhem! That's what I'm talking about. It's true. In my mind, the only applicable mayhem charge would be against a supervillain because they're the only ones really capable and interested yeah. in but mayhem. But there are supervillains called scale. mayhem, aren't there? Isn't there a, mayhem, yeah, a villain I mean, called mayhem? It's a good clue as to why. But it wouldn't be the first time, by the way, that our public officials have overused a word, terrorism, um, you know, to refer to anything. Like, you know, if you don't like someone, they're a terrorist. You know, that's become the new go-to word. So mayhem may be the next step. Maybe mayhem is the next frontier in overused no. go-to words no, to try to, you know. it sounds like it was, it was before mayhem. You said it was first mischief, then well, Which mayhem, doesn't sound as good. Terrorism. Mischief is like egging a house. Mayhem uh, is like Communism was in there somewhere, kids. Don't forget communism. <laughs> communism yeah. had a good, that's like, a little stronger than mischief. That's true. Terrorist. Are you Communist. now, or have you ever been a member of the Mayhem yeah. Party? Maybe that's part of it. Mayhem <laughs> Festival, jeez. Oh, there's a Mayhem Festival? Yeah. Rockstar Mayhem Fest 2009. How do you have a festival? A festival is an ordered event, and Mayhem is the opposite. It's called MayhemFest.com. I don't like this word. This word just changes and Okay, works. clearly, though, something called Mayhem Fest is needless, so by self-definition, it works. It has a countdown <laughs> on its site. There's only 37 days to Mayhem Fest, sponsored by Rockstar. And you see, it's called Mayhem Fest, and there's such an orderly countdown and scheduling. I better have sponsors. Find yeah. a corporate sponsor. Oh, yeah, they have tons of them. They have um, Rockstar drink. And then we drink. charge them with Mayhem. <laughs> You're sponsoring Mayhem directly. Sponsor Mayhem. This MNC is promoting Mayhem. Okay, good. For a minute, I thought this was... Oh, no, it is that. They're sponsored by people for the ethical treatment of animals, but they're sponsored by PETA 2. Which is like the sequel. So apparently, without knowing it, people for the ethical treatment of animals now has a sequel. Sleeker, more fuel efficient. I guess. But they sponsor them. Maybe PETA 2 cares more about actual animal rights issues other than dog fighting. And referring to what I said, guess who else sponsors them? Prosthetic Records. And that goes back to what I said about the loss of a limb. See? Oh, no! See? I have more See, they're playing both sides of it. They're promoting mayhem on one side, and then they're profiting from it on the other side. There you go. Rock Band 2, Hard Rock sponsors this thing. wait. I'd like to enter into the record quickly. PETA 2, Full Throttle, and also PETA 2, Animals in Space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, Revolver, the world's loudest rock magazine, which is interesting. The loudest rock Loudest. PETA 3, less treatment, more ethical. Oh. PETA 3, son of PETA. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of PETA. Oh my god, PETA that's funny. PETA eats PETA bread. Yeah, but so all these people are sponsoring Mayhem Fest. All right, well, that's Where exciting. is it located? Did, did I miss that? Mayhemfest.com. I where I can go. 
No, no, no. Where, where is the actual fest going to take place? Oh. Not on the internet with your scary Craig and his list. Well, it's got it's a tour story, so it's going to be in Sacramento and San Francisco and San Bernardino. Oh, and San Francisco Island. It'll be in Seattle, Arizona, Colorado, Kansas. It'll be in Scranton, PA. Uh, okay. It'll I'm be in Texas. To Scranton, PA. Florida. It'll I be think in Scranton, PA is the nearest um, Waffle House to where I'm going to be living, which I looked up. And it says really? right here they're going to be at Waffle House. So there you go. <laughs> it'll be right there. You are making this up. You're making, committing mayhem. I am making on my that brain. up right now. Yeah. Needlessly. It's needless. Yeah. Seriously. There's no. Need. I didn't need to think for a brief period of time that I could get my waffles and my mayhem. Safe <laughs> place. Well, I didn't need that, Greg. We've got egg and it. bacon, egg sausage and bacon, egg and mayhem, egg bacon and mayhem, bacon, mayhem, 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 beautiful mayhem. No mayhem, only Pepsi. No mayhem, only Pepsi. No mayhem, only Pepsi. No mayhem for you. Oh. A mayhem and cheese. Can you do me egg, bacon, sausage without the mayhem? What do you mean? I don't like mayhem. <laughs> well, I'll have your mayhem if you're not having it. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty funny. You know what else I noticed? I'm going through this, that the naming of arenas has clearly collapsed. We now have the Nissan yeah. Pavilion, the AT&T Center, the uh, DTE Energy Music Theater. Yeah, the DTE Energy Music Theater, and then the Cricket Wireless Pavilion. Are you kidding me? The Cricket <laughs> Wireless Pavilion. Wait two years, Greg. Wait two or three years, and they will all be the United States Government Pavilion, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. and it'll be the same location all over the it'll country. It'll be the, the Mick Theater is the great. next stage. So we wanted to go yeah. to the Sleep Train Amphitheater. What the hell is the Sleep Train Amphitheater? I, I've seen a show at the Sleep Train Amphitheater. I'll have you know. Is that a company? Concord, California. Sleep Train. Is that a company? Sleep Train. They all they make mattresses. They have ads. They're all over the radio. They're sleep called train. Sleep Train. Yeah, you, like they, on a train to sleep. You people are crazy yeah, in California. They're... What is wrong with you? I'm just saying. <laughs> we uh, we uh, um, over here we have the one eight hundred mattress whose wife I guess was murdered or something like in that. In an act of mayhem. That's what we do with uh, our uh, celebrities out here. Our mattress celebrities. Our mattress celebrities. We find out later on that something bad has happened to them. Since I, yeah. Did you guys hear about the terrorist um, thwart? They thwarted these terrorists uh, a couple blocks from our house? Yep. Who thwarted? Um, the the FBI. FBI. Apparently what happened is uh, these four guys who had been in prison um, had wanted to attack. They said they wanted to blow up a, um, a synagogue. And so they ended up connecting, uh, hooking up with this FBI informant. And so the FBI actually sold them fake explosives. And so they actually followed them until they planted these fake explosives. And then on their way out, they're like, hi, nice to meet you. You're under arrest for planting explosives. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and it was a synagogue that was right near us. Uh, and, of course, we found out about this on the Fox News Channel had information about this, which we found out after about 45 minutes of going through 20 minutes of worth of which was about the story of a guy who rode his bike on the sidewalk and was arrested by police. I kid you not. Yeah, and they said they went to a commercial break once uh, at towards the end saying, tune in soon for this nail-biter. Nail-biter. Who will win in this titanic struggle? You'll see when you tune back to Fox News. Totally fair, totally balanced, and professional. And now, on to our narrative story. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm sitting here uh, wait, trying to find out like what's going on about whether or not 
you know, there was almost a bomb going off a few blocks from my house. And they're like, oh, what about this? Tune in soon. It's very exciting. You won't want to miss it. But now more about our bicyclist guy. To be fair, I think you would have known if a bomb went off right next to your house. No, I'm saying like it, it almost did. I'd like to know why, where, what happens, you know, if it's still a risk. That's not news. It news today a thunderstorm almost destroyed the city of Tulsa, but instead it was partially cloudy. Exactly. Do you guys want to know the headlining bands for Mayhem Fest? Marilyn Manson, that's not surprising. Slayer, oh, also not surprising. Perfect. And then two te- two bands I've never heard of. Kill Switch, Engage, and Bullet for My Valentine. So I think we've okay, got, Okay, every know. single one of those has a reference to murder. Yes. So I think Mayhem Fest has fulfilled its purpose. Yeah. I think there's truth in advertising. That's like the most informative thing you found on the internet for Mayhem Seriously. so far. <laughs> well, here's some of the other bands. Uh, God Forbid, Cannibal Corpse, Black Dahlia Murder, and Whitechapel. Whitechapel. You're just making those up. No, I'm not. I'm literally looking at it right now. Seriously? Job for a cowboy. Job for a cowboy. Job for a cowboy. Behemoth. Whitechapel. Whitechapel, following in the long tradition of white snake, white lion, white, you know. Um, But Trivium. uh, All that remains. God forbid. I don't understand job for a cowboy. Like, are they the black sheep of the hard rock group? They're like, murder, 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 and... No, all the jobs for cowboys are dead in this modern era. Oh. Plus, unemployed cowboys are more likely to commit mayhem than your average citizen. Seriously. They have all this time on their hands. And knowledge of weaponry and powerful animals, (laughs) which are all components of mayhem. Nice. Mm -hmm. How about trivium? Trivium? Trivium. Uh... You can try yourself trying to spell that word. It's trivial. It's trivial, so it's, like, needless. Yeah. (laughs) Slayer's new album is to be called Psychopathy Red, and Kill Switch Engage's newest album is As Daylight Dies. (laughs) Do these people know their self-parodies? Do they realize that? To be fair, that would be an act that even I would recognize as mayhem. Like, if you could kill the daylight without, you know, waiting until dusk. I think that would be some serious mayhem. And I guarantee it starts with a light acoustic guitar lift, like, do do do, as daylight dies away, and then it. And that's that's what it's going to be. That's what every song sounds like. Montgomery Burns did that, man. He killed the daylight, remember? With the giant sun blocking device. Uh, I think I missed that episode. This was like a decade ago, I mean. It's The Simpsons. (laughs) They have been going for a while, that's true. Who's Ricardo Arjona? Ricardo Arjona, a limited number, El Concertino. I think that's just random advertisements, not, you know, Mayhem Fest related. Rival Sons, yep. upcoming album. That's right. It's pretty impressive. So, yeah. So, ca- Cannibal Corpse, All That Remains. Nice stuff. Gotta, gotta love it. Do you think he means, like, they cannibalize corpses, or the corpse was a cannibal? They sort of came up with ways. Once you got past Black Sabbath, they ran out of names, so they just started putting together, like, you know, Death Corpse, like or random Blood Heart, Blood... Generator. Yeah, anything which sound... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you put your name into it, and then it comes up, like, you know, Rat Brain, you know, or something like that. That's, that's all. Mm. So... Death, death, kill. Death, death, kill. No, no, we're kill, death, kill. Death, kill, kill, death, die now. Die now. Death, kill. Yeah. So, pretty much Johnny, you're a dead man, boy. Yeah. I want to know if, uh, why is there not a distinction between cannibalism and cannibalizing dead flesh? Shouldn't those be different things? One seems slightly worse than the other. 
Are you looking up the legal code again? No, no. <laughs> this is just my own curiosity. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Actually, well, how do you know there's a distinction? Well, wait, I'm, I are, think are there you should asking, be. Well, sec- technically, not, not legally, but there should be a different term for a cannibal who eats living people and a cannibal who eats corpses. Well, I think there should be another category too, right? There's people that eat the flesh of of a person that's already dead. They didn't kill them. Then there's a person that you know is eating the flesh of the person they killed. And then there's a person that's eating the flesh of a living person. Yeah, like a scavenger cannibal seems to me like way less harmful than a murderer cannibal. Right. To distinguish between those categories. Well, we could. We could use your... Um, if you want. If you... <laughs> One is clearly in using more mayhem. I think. Exactly. I mean, you could argue so, that, like, scavenger one is a cannibal like, with mayhem. Or environmentalists. They're just really efficient, and they <laughs> don't want... Well, but see, you could yeah. also argue that they're like the, um, like, they walked by, and they saw this dead person, they didn't report it, right? So, you know, it's not just scavenger. Maybe it's two instead. Well, but see, maybe that the, these pe- there's these people's family are still looking for them, and there was a murder going on, and th- maybe this murderer is going to continue to murder people. And if they didn't just walk by or start eating these people, if they had brought it to the police, then they maybe could have like stopped the the killing. Clea, this is narrative mayhem, honestly. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? Right now, I think I read a story this week that the people from United Flight 93 are still suing the landowners in that Pennsylvania tract of land where the plane crashed because they want the rights to set up a memorial, like, exactly in the spot where the plane crashed. Oh, really? Is this... I just don't understand this motivation at all. I mean, maybe it's me, and maybe because I'm not religious, I don't understand any of this thing, but, like, the... The like the family member's been dead for almost a decade, and like you won't be happy until you can erect some kind of garden or like structure on that spot, nowhere else, because people can't remember dead people elsewhere or pay their respects elsewhere. But like on the spot where the plane crashed. Maybe that's true. Maybe I they don't... go to another place and they're like, "Who died? I don't remember." Like they need to be within a certain radius of the actual occurrence. It is one of those things when you just think of how much money is being wasted in time, but. Yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. I mean, because I think that memorials are very important. I think Story would agree with me on this. I think memorials, Enclia, memorials are extremely important, sort of. No, I wouldn't. I think ceremonies are important. <laughs> you wouldn't agree? It's because you're trying to create mayhem. Ceremonies are very important, but I think that location, I agree, that location is much less significant. How, what are they going to do about those poor people that died in the Air France disaster off of the ocean? They're going to be putting them up, not going to put a 7,000 you know, meter tall well, pole out of the ground to memorialize argument, that, right? I think their argument would be that it was something significant and they can because the land is there they could build a memorial but to the people who own it it's like i'm fair, sorry Greg, but they can if they put Evident a big domain. airplane platform out in the middle where those people crashed and the next time something like that happens <laughs> in that exact location <laughs> it won't happen again all right now you know there uh, may not be that many flights regularly out there to go visit you know that memorialized spot but when it happens it will save lives story this is I'm why i turn to you for practical <laughs> realistic solutions to the world's problems where else I'm would just we saying, go? I'm an advocate. I actually, I mean, I definitely consider myself, of the four of us, I'm sure I'm the most sympathetic to the argument. I mean, it's wrapped up in Americanism and September 11th stuff. But putting that aside, on you know, if we neutralize the, the context of the situation, I'm by far the most sympathetic to the people who want the memorial. That's just because you don't spot. want anyone to have private property, though. So you're like, sweet, I can get some well, eminent domain helps. going on here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but I, I definitely think that location has an incredible significance. I definitely think yeah. that location makes a huge difference. Don't you think approximate location works, though? I mean, it has to be, like... 
What if you just what if Russ could never go back to New York City and whenever he wants got the hankering to go to New York City he had to go to Buffalo. It's the same Ugh. state, it's pretty close. Ugh. It's pretty much functionally the same thing. Why not? Why is there more significance? Because story I mean, it's not I'm close. Sure there's it's lots nine of hours away. people in Buffalo. <laughs> They're mean and cold like all the other East Coasters. Like what what's the big difference? You could save a lot of money if you went to Buffalo. That's true. You know you I think it's a more accurate analogy would be if New York was obliterated off of the face of the earth and then you would someone... want a memorial there yes you would come on but some you i mean for, for my own life like i would only be able to remember new york as it was in my own head like it wouldn't help me to go back to some smoldering remains and think of new york you said they wouldn't go back there and go the city my the city I mean, I would expect you to be on this end of the spectrum, Russ. Like, I would expect you to be, like, way out as very abstract and not sentimental at all and whatever. Like, I'm not surprised you're taking this position. But I think most people, Mm -hmm. if New York were a smoldering, you know, nuclear rubble, that people would want to don radiation suits and go and erect a little memorial to New York (laughs) and go know that they're standing on Brooklyn where their great-grandfather had a little bakery and that they were in the same place. People do silly things. Are you talking about the cake? What's that new... TV show, The Cake King, or isn't he in Brooklyn or something? The Cake Mayhem. There was a moment where I had, yeah, for a moment I had no idea where you were going with that. Yeah, I think his name is The Cake King. I think that's right. No, it's not The Cake King. It's something else. He's like, he's like the angry. The Cake Duke. It's the guy, like, like the, the that what's who's that chef that's really mean and yells and swears at Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, it's the it's the The cake. It's the cake version of the Gordon Ramsay. Oh. Iron cake. And I forgot what it's cake. The cake clown. <laughs> Hell's the iron. Cake count. Hell's cake. <laughs> Hell's cake and yeah, I mean, I, I story. I, good. I know, I know what you mean, story about. Like, I think location is important in that regard, but I don't think that. I don't know. I, I think it's important to a degree, but I think that there's there's a point where if you're talking within a, a same, you know, if you're in a certain distance, it probably works out okay. Like, I mean, the Buffalo example. I mean, it's just so far away. It doesn't, you know. But like if you're, you know, if you're like a mile from the spot, Cake is that boss. that big a deal? It has to be the exact foot where it hit the ground, you know? Well, is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, the, the idea again, Greg, is if I mean, do you want to go to your dad's grave or not? You know, I mean, that's where it is. And yes, I think people want mm-hmm. to go where it happened. There's an energy to it. They want to be where it is. Well, and yeah, but, my true. my ins- my issue with this is that you know that's what you want. But if you can't make it happen, it's not worth the thousands, hundreds, thousands of dollars in time and energy, and lack of closure that you guys are spending on this. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, that's my issue with it. It also seems but, weird to me that these people think that they have a claim to the land that has been owned yeah, by this I mean, family just, for I, generations I, because some tragedy happened there. Like, I don't understand how they say, well, now you have to give up your land and well, make there this, is this aspect. Plus, what if people died in that land from this family and then they won't be able to access them anymore? Like, it's sort of like because this is a more public tragedy that trumps all the other private tragedies? Well, I think, yeah. I think the issue, there is this aspect in America of, of victims having rights Agreed. that go beyond I, I totally agree what that. they should have and you know I mean we can all understand that to a certain extent but uh, I mean also to challenge what you just said Greg the that whole um, Pearl Harbor thing is just a floating thing right in the middle of the water right you know right over where a number of ships were sunk 
Yeah, well, I'm not 100% sure that we need to have that either. I mean, at least in that particular location. The fact that it is there is fine because since nobody was saying, wait, we shouldn't have a memorial there. I guess I'm saying when there's a conflict that's involved between people who are not sure whether something should be built or something else shouldn't be built. I mean, and I agree with that whole thing. I mean, the whole 9-11 victims people. I mean, again, after a while, you're kind of like what happened to these people and what they went through was terrible. But, I mean, how long does the 9-11 victims group get to determine what kind of, you know, thing we build and where? down at ground zero i mean you know like i mean they've delivered they've determined our entire national foreign policy for eight years so this is pretty small potatoes by comparison frankly uh, i wouldn't put that I on think. them that's that's not on the victims that this happened to that's on the policies that well one if the event dictates that then certainly this is still pretty pretty low on the scale of yeah. the way that september 11th has affected the american populace in the yeah, day I know. sense but i know but i mean i i don't know i really think that it would be weird i mean where would you put it if not, you know, I mean, I just think there's something, there's something ancient and yeah, maybe to a certain extent it's irrational or hard to rationalize or explicate on, but there's something ancient and powerful about no, I see what you're putting saying. something where human beings die that yeah. you cared about, you know, no, and having logical. a memorial I know in that location and, and having that, you know, powerful experience. So I don't know. I think, yeah, it's, it's, I think not, it's fair. It's not like, you know, the Twin Towers have been resolved. I mean, it's still just ground zero right now. No. I know. Well, they're they're starting to build something, but no. I mean, I know what you mean. Like that's true. And I mean, give and sort of to go against what I was saying before. I do remember being very moved when we went to out in Seattle. We went to Bruce Lee's grave, and I remember finding that a very powerful, energetic experience. And, and being sort of, you know, struck by that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I see what you guys are saying. And I certainly was not down the line of what Russ would say, which is like it's all, you know, phantasmal anyway. And what's the point of, um, you know. All I'm saying is in three three to five hundred more years, the entire planet is going to be a giant memorial slash graveyard where other civilizations come to look at things that happen here. We when did no you become a story? And maybe, How do we get and this And maybe that's what Russ? it takes to get us to stop killing people. <laughs> if we run out of room for the last memorial, no, then but... people will be like, wait, maybe we should stop doing Oh, you doing meant it that this. way. Even the people who keel over from old age get memorials and mausoleums no. other useless structures and wastes of material. Wastes of material. I, I, I'm just so not surprised that you're on this end of yeah, the Russ, spectrum. Yeah, Russ, I mean, wait a minute, though. Yeah. Let, let me be fair there. For example, people that I, I know I know that you have had family members or people that you've cared about who you've yep. spoken very movingly about the legacy that they have. Wouldn't you – I mean, to sort of take your logic to its conclusion – you would, wouldn't you suggest that sort of the legacy they have should also be forgotten and we should just consider it as part of the general store of knowledge? Like, why do we need no, to know that, like, someone's particular theory is remembered as being the name of that theory? Why does that matter? All that should matter is the theory I don't itself, think the right? name matters as much, but I think the information is far more important than the physical manifestation of how we decide to remember it. In fact, I just came up with this great idea, which is that I think we should move this entire memorial process from analog to digital, and we should just catalog all of the information relevant to every location and who died there and who fought there and who gave speeches, and then when you inevitably will walk around the territory with like your little palm pilot that gives you all knowledge about everything, you can access any space where you are and it will tell you everything that happened there, and you don't have to waste any more cement or building materials ever. And then where you grandfather died, there can be a Taco Bell bathroom and you can be really excited about it. Right, and you'll be on the toilet and using your palm pilot be like, grandpa died here. Right there. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be wonderful. Won't that be a great event? (laughs) I can't believe that I actually have an opportunity to do this, but uh, since we're coming up to the end of an hour, I'm actually going to get the chance to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, I present you in support of what Russ has just said and in part of our discussion. 
the following sonnet by William Shakespeare. Not marble, nor the gilded monuments of princes shall outlive this powerful rhyme. You shall shine more bright in these contents than unswept stone besmeared with sluttish time. When wasteful war shall statues overturn and broils root out the work of masonry, nor Mars his sword nor war's quick fire shall burn the living record of your memory. Gainst death and all oblivious enmity shall you pace forth. Your praise shall still find room even in the eyes of all posterity that wear this world out to the ending doom. So, till the judgment that yourself arise, you live in this and dwell in lovers' eyes. Wow. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? Isn't that exactly what you just said, Russ? It is. I'm yeah. flabbergasted. Shakespeare, Maybe baby. Maybe we should dwell in a brook instead. Shakespeare. Maybe we should just... Because then it would move all the time, right? In a brook or a stream, and then Not it would never river, be though. in one location. Like the location a podcasting just stream? It would slow down. Ah, yes. Ah, so... Thanks for checking, thanks for checking in, everybody. Thanks. Cake Boss. Cake Boss was the name. Thank you guys for checking in. Thanks, everyone, uh, for being here. Don't maim anyone. Stay away from mayhem, and um, make sure your memorials are always digital. Say goodbye, everybody. Please, if you must kill, name instead. Yeah. (laughs) Mame across America. The proceeding was a presentation of the Met Report, hosted at www.metreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid London cars. Please support the Met Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for Met link on the Met Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at metreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu plants. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Tomorrow's just another day away.